You are listening to ACPN. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where two friends go back in time, we pick a movie to review, we watch it for you, and we, uh, we give you our uneducated opinions about it. That's what we're doing this week. That's what we do every week on this nice little show we have. My name is Gabe Whitehurst. Across from me is... I'll just say Matt this time. <laughs> <laughs> he, he thought about it, and he didn't have anything. No, I didn't have anything lined up. That's I'm okay. Matt Morris. I put him on the spot. That's yeah, all right. You yeah, don't yeah, always yeah. have to have something. It's okay to be yourself, <sighs> I Matt. I, just, I hate being myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't blame you. <laughs> if, only these, if only these people could see you, they would understand. Yeah, I look like a piece <laughs> of chicken skin. <laughs> <laughs> fried or yeah. just like no, uh, just wet, cold like, like a, wet out of the package yeah like chicken thighs with the that dimply skin on them oh that's me i think you're probably better looking than a piece of chicken skin oh but, thanks uh, man yeah you're welcome anyway welcome to the show thanks for joining us today uh if you're new to listening we are uh, as i said we review movies we randomly select them this month we're doing one from june of 2004 but before we get into that uh, we wanted to mention a few things. Thanks for listening again. I've said that three times now, but I'm very grateful <laughs> today. Um, here's the thing. If you listen and you like the show, we're having a little contest. We want you to leave us an iTunes review. If you do, actually, a review anywhere, uh, wherever you listen to our show. Yeah. Uh, Google Play. Um, I don't think Google Play has reviews. Oh, well, never mind. Forget Google Play. <laughs> but if you listen to us, leave us a review. Take a screenshot of that review and email it to us at Podcast at gmail.com or you can add us on twitter or facebook tgl pod no that's my other podcast oh my gosh <laughs> i'm plugging my other podcast in this one at uh, rewind, rewind cinema, pod. cinema pod at rewind cinema pod is our twitter and facebook you can also shoot oh, us, no. uh, message us there uh right on the wall tweet us do whatever just do whatever and here's the thing if you do that we will put your name in a contest for a 25 dollar visa gift card big money big money free money not that much effort. We just want to hear from you. We want to have some dialogue with our fans. And so, yeah, do that for us and we'll do something for you. Yeah. And uh, we also have some iTunes reviews. Oh, yeah. Gabriel, if you oh, want to read yeah. those, we have three. Yeah. Uh, thanks for, for your efforts here, great listeners. Um, the first one I'm going to review here or read is uh, by Milk yeah, X. It's Milk X. Milk X. Milk X. Milk X. Um, yeah, they uh, said that it's great. We got a five-star review from them. This is a podcast with two buddies talking about films from yesteryear. It's in no way snobby and at times very hilarious. I mm. think I agree. Give it a listen. So thank you, Milk X. You think you agree? No, I, well, I know I agree. <laughs> Sorry, did agree. I say that? I th- you said, I think I agree. I th- <laughs> well, sometimes, <laughs> maybe not, but yeah. no, I'm kidding. We're, we're great. We're hilarious. Yeah, yeah. We are snobby, though. No, I, we're not. I, I, Are we? I can be snobby yeah, sometimes. Okay. Maybe not too much, but a little bit. All right. Well, thanks for the review, Milk X. Yeah. Uh, uh, the next one is uh, from I Greatly Enjoy a Podcast. It's called A Nice Break from the Typical. It says, I don't just want your nostalgia. I don't just want your bad movies. I don't just want you to pump sunshine. These dudes are real. Give them a listen. I like that review. <laughs> We're real, man. That's very succinct and <laughs> well written. It's kind of like a movie trailer. I don't just want your nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> I don't just want your bad movie. Once okay. upon a time. 
Yeah, that's good. So thanks. I greatly enjoy podcasts. Uh, the final one here is uh, from Jay Wright, titled The New Favorite, Five Stars. Thank you for that, Jay. I really like movie review podcasts and subscribe to several. This is a new favorite as the hosts are engaging, have a lot of chemistry, and have a good time picking apart or praising the films they listen to without devolving into frat house humor. Well. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. We really don't do that. Sorry. That, that was immature. This show has quickly become a great errand running companion. I don't always agree with their analysis, but I have yet to find an episode that I didn't feel glad about pressing play on. Wonderful. Thanks, Jay, right? Wonderful. Thank and you very much. Gabe, I'm not a rocket scientist. You know this. Yeah, but I, I think that if you've entered this contest, you have a 100% higher chance of winning a gift card than if you didn't enter the contest. Is that correct? Yeah. You, you miss. A hundred percent of the of, shots, of the you, shots don't you don't take. Is that it? Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I agree. You know, your 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 chances of winning greatly increase by a hundred percent if you <laughs> if you <laughs> enter the <laughs> show <laughs> contest. That's right. It's it is a hundred percent. So your odds are pretty good. Uh, yeah. So do it. Yeah, join us, and All we'll right. send you some free money, Ooh, possibly. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to send you cash or anything. <laughs> All right. So, did you have something you wanted to talk about? I did have something to talk about. I saw Mother this past week. Ugh. 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 And if you don't know what it is, it's a Darren Aronofsky movie. Um, you might know him from The Fountain. He directed The Wrestler. He directed Black uh, Swan. Pie, Black Swan. Noah. He's done a ton. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I throw that in there really <laughs> yeah. reluctantly because I wish he hadn't directed it, but he did. Yeah. But he's done so many things, and he's obviously he can do realism. He's did, he did the Wrestler, which is a great film. I think was at least nominated for Best Picture that year. I don't yeah, think it won. Uh, well, Mickey Rourke won for it. He won, he best, won best Actor. actor. I don't yeah. know if the movie won, but he won. Um, excellent film. But then he also does stuff like The Fountain, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love that movie. Yeah, I love it too, and a lot of people don't like it. Which is the exact same thing that happened to this one. Okay. So if you don't know what Mother is, I'm not going to spoil anything for you because I want you to go see it. I want you to support movies like this. So we get more of these and less Transformers, uh, <laughs> which isn't going to happen, but I, I'm hopeful. So the basic gist is that Jennifer Lawrence is in this house with Javier Bardem. They're obviously in a relationship. They're married. Uh, and then odd things start happening. People start coming to this house and kind of invading their life and living there. And Javier Bardem is kind of okay with it. Jennifer Lawrence doesn't like it because she rebuilt this house from literally ashes when it burnt down. So it's kind of her home. And things start to go crazy. And it's it's a horror movie. It's also like a thriller. It's psychologically crazy. It's insane. But I loved it. And I I think that a lot of the reservations are coming from people who don't like open-ending questions or yeah. don't like things that aren't neatly tied up. Sure. Which is a fair criticism, I guess, if, if, if you feel that way, even though I really like movies like that. Like The Fountain, is, I still don't know exactly what The Fountain means, but I like watching it and thinking about it. And Mother is very similar in that I haven't really stopped thinking about it. And I think a lot of people get confused also because if you don't have a basic understanding of the Bible, and I'm talking like base level understanding, it's going to be confusing. Okay. Especially in the third act when things just go balls to the wall <laughs> insane. Um, so, and it's not what people expect. Like, it comes at night. We both thought that was great. But it got panned yeah. by not uh, critical reception, not critics, not reviewers, not anybody like that. They all liked it. But the general public, I think, gets tricked 
by trailers pretty often. Sure. They don't do their research. They don't look into it any further. So they think, oh, Mother's going to be like this home invasion movie. But it's really not, even though it is kind of. But right. it's not at all what you think it's going to be based on the trailer. So I would say go to it with an open mind. I thought this movie was excellent, uh, even if it is a little crazy. And I really want to go see it again. Um, but I guess my question to you is, should movies be more transparent in their marketing? Like, is this damaging to indie films when people do this? Did you did you mention the cinema score? I don't think you yeah, did. Yeah, oh, it got an F on the yeah. cinema score, which is, I think, the second lowest you can get. I think it can go to a G. Okay. Uh, um, if, if, if you don't know what that is, cinema score polls moviegoers uh, when movies open, and they try to collect uh, information... Um, just from the general audience to, to give the movie a score. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they do that. They don't do it everywhere. Not um, everywhere. I was going to say like nationwide at a few so, or big cities maybe. I think they do it in bigger cities, but I think they also do smaller cities just to get a big sample size. But yeah. basically what they do are they're people that wait after the movies and they'll ask you questions about it. Like, did you like the movie? Did it do what you thought it was going to? Did you like the actors? You know, stuff like that. And It Comes at Night, I think got an F as well. Yeah. But movies that get A's are it, fantastic movie, but also Transformers, I think, got an A for the cinema score. Wow. So but that's (laughs) just that just means that people got what they were expecting. Yeah. Like I'm going to a Transformers movie, I know exactly what it's going to be about. I'm pleased with it. Right. Even though it's a cluster. Yeah. Um it's a terrible movie. But it's a different type of cluster than Mother. Mother is like intentionally so I didn't see Mother. I haven't seen it yet. I'm also nervous to see it because I. <laughs> you should see it. He really unsettles me, but I, I'll probably go see it. Yeah. Um, I might go see it this week. Uh, I don't know if I have a good answer for you because to me, the trailer for Mother leaves me not knowing what to expect. So I yeah. liked the marketing for it. I've seen a few different trailers for it. Mm-hmm. One of them was a little grindhouse, like weird. I, I didn't. You were with me when we saw it. Um, it was. Oh, it the was, one with the narration? Yeah, it was. That was very strange. It was in. Uh, the showing of it, mm-hmm. and I don't think there was narration, but it was just letters on a screen, like in a red background with black letters that said, "You will never forget," and then it would show the clip. I think Another... there was narration because we were oh, laughing really? because oh, okay. we were like, "Nobody does this anymore." Yeah, and what it was a like, strange "You'll never forget." More, more footage. The first time you saw more footage, mother, and it yeah. was like supposed to, supposed to make you feel like it's just going to be so shocking and horrifying, and it, that's maybe that's just part of Aronofsky's weird tactic here yeah but for me i I, if i go see it i'm not i don't think i'll be let down because the trailer didn't leave me to believe anything i can give a little bit of sympathy and understanding to the people who are upset about it comes at night yeah even though i love that movie and i wasn't upset by it not being what i thought it was going to be yeah but i can see how people people expected a zombie you know yeah survival something right apocalyptic home invasion ish thing and uh i yeah i don't know um so I don't know if they should be more transparent in their marketing. Yeah, I, I do feel you and I will feel gypped if you go to a movie and like Rogue One, <laughs> where they took out every piece of footage that they used in the trailers. Not yeah. every piece, but a lot of scenes in the trailer weren't even in that movie. Yeah, that's when I get mad. Yeah, yeah, I think it, I think it kind of damages those movies and and hurts public, you know, perception of it. I do think that you should go see this if you like film. It's very, uh, it's very Lynchian in the way that it approaches it. Um, it is, in some ways, meant to offend you, meant to shock you, um, and I think that it was particularly meant to shock people that 
don't think critically about religion at all. Um, they just kind of, you know, just go through life and and don't question anything that's maybe in the Bible or anything like that. Do you think that's the point of the movie? I think so. I think there are some very clear um, frustrations with religion in this movie that Aronofsky okay. has that he's venting a little bit. Yeah. And you don't need to look any further than the names of the characters in IMDb to know ah. that this is an allegory for the Bible. Okay, gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I greatly enjoyed it, and I think you should go see it, even despite the cinema score. I've warned you, <laughs> it's different than you might be thinking, but but go see it. I really, really liked Mother. Yeah, and, and I'll, the last thing I'll say is maybe the answer to your question is that people shouldn't be more transparent in their marketing. I don't think we're owed that, right? I think Aronofsky wants to do what he wants to do, and I don't know if he had any control over those trailers. Mm -hmm. But my question, and we'll just leave this as a rhetorical one, like should things like CinemaScore exist? Because that leads people to say, "Yeah, it got an F. I don't want to go see it." Yeah, and it, it's a bag of worms, like Rotten Tomatoes, right? People, right. It's yeah. just like any. I always want to research a movie before I see it, but part of me just doesn't. I don't like that I do that because I, yeah. I, I have all these expectations and I shouldn't. So I think maybe Cinema Score, especially Cinema Score, like it's not. It doesn't. There's no review there. It just literally is a is a grade. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I I'm trying to make a concerted effort to avoid reviews and to avoid public opinion before i see a movie now because sometimes it can really soil your experience and this is like a mini rant but people are calling this movie pretentious and i think that's such a dismissive way to talk about a movie it's the opposite of fun right fun yeah. is dismissive fun is like i don't really have anything to say it was fun but Pretension is the other side of that coin, right? It's like you don't really know what to say about the movie, so you call it pretentious because you didn't understand it. And there were so many walkouts in this movie. It's very similar to Tree of Life. There were a lot of mm. walkouts in Tree of Life, especially when I got to the part with the dinosaurs, <laughs> uh, which a lot of, the, I think one person walked out of my showing. Uh, so we, I was with you. We had a couple. Well, oh, oh, during, uh, yeah, Tree of Life. Oh, oh, I meant during Mother. mother. Oh, one mother. person walked out of my showing of Mother. And it's like, if you're not willing to stay for the whole thing, if you're not willing to think about the movie, and yeah. you just call it pretentious, that really bothers me. Yeah. I, I hate that so much. And, and I, I have fallen victim to that mentality in the past of, this makes me mad. I'm, it's, this is garbage. Yeah. And I, I think as I've gotten older, or I'm not that Way old, older. Way older. <laughs> as I get older, I'll say that, I, I want things to challenge me a little bit more and i want to sit there and wrestle with something instead of just saying this sucks i'm gonna get up and leave mm -hmm. um so I'll, I'll do that with mother i'm i you know yeah it, it was me who walked out of that <laughs> showing you just couldn't hey man, see it. <laughs> if you go see it let me know i want to see it again all right cool that's it so now that we've talked about this groundbreaking new weird movie called mother we're gonna go back to a different one that was uh, <laughs> probably i think widely loved by audiences today we are reviewing the june 2004 summer blockbuster spider-man 2 what's going on oh they gave me another few weeks but i decided to hell with it i'm moving on I found a small apartment. Why didn't you tell me? I'm quite able to take care of things myself. And Henry Jackson across the street is giving me a hand, and I'm giving him $5. That's Henry Jackson? <laughs> yes. 
It's funny what happens in two years. Nine years old has great ambitions. Um, listen, about my last visit... Pish posh, we needn't talk about it. It's water over the dam or under the bridge or wherever you like it, but... But you made a brave move in telling me the truth. And I'm proud of you. And I thank you, and I... I love you, Peter. So very, very much. Hey, where are all my comic books? Oh, those dreadful things. I gave those away. I put the pants in the box, Mrs. Parker. Thank you, Henry. Hi, Peter. Hey, Henry. You're getting tall. Henry, why don't you put those cookbooks in with the mixer? Okay. You take Spider-Man's pictures, right? I used to. Where is he? Henry and I agree. We don't see his picture in the paper anymore. He, uh, quit. Why? Wanted to try other things. He'll be back, right? I don't know. So many unanswered questions, man. <laughs> I just have, this is just, it's asking the big questions, you know? This is a deep movie. <laughs> deeper um, than most superhero Deeper than movies. most superhero movies, I will say that. Uh, I had fun watching it again. I haven't seen it in like seven or eight years. Yeah. Um. So it it's it was it was fun. Directed by Sam Raimi. You all know him well if you're a movie fan, probably. Yeah. Even though I gotta be honest, Matt. Don't say you haven't seen Evil Dead. I haven't seen oh, no. or Army of Darkness. Nope. Okay. You <laughs> I've should, seen clips. You should watch the first the first Army of Darkness and the first Evil Dead. Okay. I didn't watch the remake of The Evil Dead. I heard it wasn't very great. And I don't think that either of those movies are necessarily amazing, personally. I'm sure, sure. there are some horror fans that are like shrieking and in agony right now. I know. But I, I think that they're, they're, it's Sam Raimi's style. He has yeah. such a specific style, and some of it kind of bleeds into this movie a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It bleeds into all three of the Spider-Man movies. Um, he reminds me of... He's also very similar to Peter Jackson, old Peter Jackson. Mm-hmm. When he did a lot of horror movies, it was the same like quick close-ups and like gore and blood everywhere. Even yeah. though that's not in Spider-Man, but um, Army even of th- Darkness, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's there's the same one story. horrific scene in Spider-Man that I forgot about. Uh, the tentacle scene. I can't remember what you're talking okay, about. Okay, we'll get okay, to yeah, it. Okay, I get there. Anyway, um, so yeah, he directed Army of Darkness, A Simple Plan. With uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Great I, band. Uh, <laughs> I had no idea he was the band's director. Uh, <laughs> Evil Dead 1 and 2, The Quick and the Dead, which is a, a cheesy western, very much in Sam Raimi style. Mm-hmm. Kind of a cool movie. It's not very good. Uh, no. Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3. Uh, interesting fact, uh, this movie was co-written by Michael Chabon. Ch- Chabon, Chabon, Chabon. But he's, a, Chabon. he's an author. He wrote Wonder Boys, The Amazing Adventures mm-hmm. of Cavalier and Clay. He's written a ton of stuff. Um, and so maybe that's one reason it was... It's so good because it had a really strong writer behind it. Mm-hmm. Cast, Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, Alfred Molina, J.K. Simmons, the amazing J.K. Simmons, mm-hmm. Donna Murphy, Broadway star. Allison was watching. She was like, I love her. <laughs> um, yeah, Donna Murphy's great, uh, she, even though she's not really a huge character in this movie. 
Uh, Dylan Baker, Joel. You know, you'll know him if you see his face. I'm sorry, Dylan Baker, Joel McHale. Yeah. Did you for see like him? ten seconds. Yeah. yeah. I was like, hey. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Campbell, who I love, who is in all of Sam Raimi's movies, mm-hmm. or a lot of them. He's Ash in Army of Darkness. Yeah. And Evil Dead, same person, same he, character. Uh, yeah, he's an Evil Dead, but he's that's not the same character, obviously. Oh, okay. But yeah, he's the he's in it. Or he's because the new show is Ash versus the Evil Dead because they they brought it back. There's like a, it's on Showtime or something. Oh, really? Yeah, they did like one huh. or two seasons. Um, I had no idea. It looks really funny, same yeah. style, everything. So anyway, uh, the score by Danny Elfman was, is excellent. Yeah. yeah. And Matt, you always have the budget. I have it here, but you too. Yeah. Uh, budget two hundred million dollars. Pretty big for the day. Whoa. Gross <laughs> worldwide. Uh, 784 million. So it did very well. Worldwide? Worldwide. Dang. 784 million. Uh, I think in the US, I had 373 million. So it's pretty. Superhero movies always do well yeah. outside of the US. I mean, they do well in the US too, but. Opening weekend, 115,817,364. Mm-hmm. So they made their very money good. back. Um, yeah. Just enough to pay Tobey Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> Just enough. I couldn't find any good taglines for this. They were all one word. Oh. One is just take another spin in IMAX. Oh, God. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> They're all awful. Really? So no tagline for this one. All right. How about trivia? Did you have any trivia? Yeah. Uh, Tobey Maguire's participation was in doubt at one point because he was suffering severe back pains. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal was lined up to play Spider-Man and had already begun preparation, but Maguire decided to take the part after all. However, according to the DVD commentary, the my back joke after Peter falls from the roof was purely coincidental as it was written into the script before Maguire's problem arose. But as that happened, I laughed because I remembered yeah. that that was the thing that he was maybe going to drop out. I remember that even back then. Uh, but that would have been so interesting, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I, I think I he would have done a working. good job. Yeah, if it was, you know, if he was younger back then, I think, he, yeah. I think it would have worked. If he was younger back then? No, I, I was going to say if <laughs> something, but then I changed and said he was younger back then. He doesn't age. Right, well, he's a vampire. <laughs> um, okay, I had one. Uh, when Jonah Jameson offers the scruffy man $50 for Spider-Man's costume that this guy finds, he says, um, I could get more for it on eBay. And so in 2001, apparently four Spider-Man costumes were stolen from the set of the first Spider-Man mm. movie. They were eventually recovered after an 18-month investigation and the arrest of a former movie studio security guard and an accomplice. Mm. While Columbia Pictures offered a $25,000 reward for information leading to their return, a movie memorabilia expert estimated the value of the costumes as about $50,000 each. Whoa! Great, great. Yeah, that's Almost nuts. as much as Tom Brady's jersey when I got stolen. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the same guy. <laughs> yeah, went down to Mexico. <laughs> um, and the last one, do you have any more? No, no, that was mine. Uh, this sounds like, this sounds fake to me, but Willem Dafoe was not originally supposed to be in this movie because he's only in it for like 15 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was walking back to his apartment one night and saw the cast and crew filming nearby. He stopped by the set to say hello and the filmmakers decided to give him a cameo. So huh. I don't know. Maybe they wrote that I, scene in. I, yeah. Well, uh, maybe it was there, but it was just his voice. Yeah. Something. And, and then they they just decided to put him in. I that's plausible. It's, I mean, it's not it's the plaus- weirdest thing that could have ever happened. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It just I don't know. It seems like you would plan for that type because the scene is impactful and yeah, whatever. So that is all the trivia I have. That's it. But for ratings, an eighty-three on Metascore, seven point three on IMDb, four stars from Ebert. 94 on Rotten Tomatoes. So in the upper echelon of 
all films did very well in terms yeah. of ratings. Yeah. This movie these movies like really kicked off the superhero thing for us, right? There were a few beforehand, but I think that the Spider-Man trilogy was the first big one. I think that the first Hulk was before this maybe, wasn't really? it? Really? Yeah. With uh, Eric Bana? I think so. God, that movie is garbage. And there there was one maybe Catwoman? No way. Not not before the first Spider-Man. Oh, Catwoman I think was the early 2000s. I'm looking this up. I can't at, remember. At 2004 was Catwoman. Okay. So it was the same year as Spider-Man same. 2. Okay. But I remember seeing Spider-Man, the first one in 2002 in the theater, and just being like so blown away. Yeah. Because I, we had watched Batman movies, but they were the cheesy 90s like yeah, yeah. nipples, uh, <laughs> Batman's George Clooney nipples on his bat costume. <laughs> like, uh, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they his, were very defined. Like his bat butt and everything. Like they, this, <laughs> It was like so cartoony. And Spider-Man was sort of, probably to Matt's chagrin, kicked off <laughs> where we are now. Uh, Marvel started making movies and they've never looked back. I would have been fine if they decided to stick with getting to know the superheroes. <laughs> now it's just set piece after set piece action. Yeah. It's how much CGI can we fit in here? Yeah, it just went it went the wrong direction, I and, think. Yeah, and like this, this is an enjoyable experience because it's contained in its own world. There's no Avengers here. Yeah, there, there's you don't have to keep up with fifty plots of other Marvel universe films. This is just, it's just Spider Man. Mm -hmm. The Avengers aren't even in existence in these movies, so no. it's kind of it's kind of cool to go back and watch it because you don't have to worry about Tony Stark showing up and yeah, whatever. But <laughs> even yeah. though I did like the most recent Spider Man. Yeah, we loved it. So, yeah. okay. Okay, to kind of set the scene here, uh, we pick up at the end of the last one, obviously, where Peter just got done, like, breaking up some crime and doing his job. And he's also, like, in this time in his life when he's having a lot of trouble. He's falling behind in school. He uh, lost his job, like, delivering pizzas and yeah. stuff. But yeah. there's an important thing about the scene. is that there is red fusion in the fridge at the pizza oh, place. Oh, no way. Yes, man. Red fusion. Dude, we need to get some of that like, I, I, and, and drink it <laughs> on our next review. I wish they still made it. I remember liking it a lot. Yeah. I, 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 um, it had, like, cherry, slight cherry flavor to it. Red fusion was a Mountain Dew flavor? Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Man. Yeah. Maybe we can get some on eBay. <laughs> it's probably like black sludge by yeah. now. <laughs> Dr. Pepper is experimenting too right now, so maybe they'll bring it back. They Man, that would be awesome. Yeah. Dr. Pepper, if you're listening. Red Fusion. Please bring back Red Fusion. All right. That's Any probably the most important thing about this movie. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, no way. Red Fusion. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, yeah, he gets fired by Mr. Mr. Aziz. Uh, I think is his <laughs> Aziz name. Aziz Ansari? No, it's the character's name. <laughs> oh, is um, it? <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it's some actor that I know. I forgot his name, but yeah, he yeah. he gets fired. Peter's running behind. Yeah, he's, he's late. Mm -hmm. um, to everything. Yeah, but he's still like trying. He's still trying to balance be uh, balance being Spider Man, obviously. Yeah, because during the scene, these kids almost get hit by a truck, and he saves them and leaves the pizzas on a rooftop. Yeah, which by the way, <laughs> a curious man walks on the roof and sees all of these pizzas and he's like huh and he just reaches in there and yeah. pulls out a slice like do not eat roof pizza man yeah, what are in, you doing in new york city roof pizza is like a red flag <laughs> yeah right <laughs> this should not be pizza it's on some balcony yeah I just mean, in the middle of nowhere you think like, like some stork just dropped a pizza yeah. delivery for him i, I don't pigeon know, pizza delivery or something yeah but the, the, the point is peter can't this comes into play later in the movie but he can't stop being a hero yeah 
he he's trying to make he's 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 super poor. He can't pay his rent. Yeah. Uh, he's frustrated with Mary Jane because she's always mad at him for being late. And but but he's trying to be Spider Man. Yeah. And um, he can't. He's also trying to be a college kid. A college kid. Yeah. Yeah. But he can't. But uh, my my point is he can't stop being who he is. Yeah. So cannot fight that superhero urge. Correct. Um, some important things to note is that Harry, played by James Franco, uh, rather poorly, uh, <laughs> is, is still looking for Spider-Man. Yes. So if you if you don't remember the first one, uh, is it Green Goblin? That's his name. The villain Willem Dafoe plays yeah. the Green Goblin. Yep. Uh, who is Harry's dad, and he ends up getting killed by Spider-Man. Uh, but Harry is looking for Spider-Man. Yeah. Um. He hates Spider-Man. He hates Spider-Man. And you can't stop thinking about him. To increase the pressure on Peter, <laughs> Harry's a jerk to him about Spider-Man because Peter uh, yeah. gets paid by the uh, Daily Bugle, Daily Planet. I no, that's remember. Superman. Crap. I don't remember um, what their name is. They all have different papers. Yeah. Anyway, he gets paid to take pictures of Spider-Man. Yeah. And uh, so Harry's like, oh, I- How's your little pal Spider-Man? He calls doing? him the bug. Yeah, I'm like, what? How's what, the <laughs> bug doing? <laughs> like, since when, when are you such a jerk, Harry? I thought yeah. you were Peter's friend, man. But, hey, yeah. dude, if, if Spider-Man killed your dad, yes, yeah, and that would you be? <laughs> but uh, Peter is writing a paper about Doctor Octavius, who is a rather famous uh, scientist living in New York at this time, um, and Harry knows him because he works with him closely. Harry's dad and him used to, well, they still do, run Oscorp. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Oscorp. Yeah. Oscorp. They, they, they're they kind of this conglomerate company that just has a bunch of money like to put s- towards a bunch of projects. Yeah, just like a giant science. I don't know. Giant science. Giant man. science, dude. Yeah, giant <laughs> science. But Harry's like, introduce me to Dr. Octavius. I'm writing a paper about him. Harry agrees to do that. But I also, he so uh, Aunt May falls asleep at this kitchen table which is such a dumb movie thing that happens <laughs> nobody just falls asleep at the kitchen she's table she's tired dude she's and, tired of being <sighs> peter's aunt she's it makes her sleepy i hate that and then <laughs> it, she gets woken up and she's like oh hi ben oh ben oh, oh ben oh it's you peter nobody wakes up like and says the hi of the person that they love they're like who's waking me up right now yeah they don't do that oh, well you know God. what we're not like 85 and a widowed <laughs> true so true. <laughs> Uh, so, and there's just some basic love story stuff between Peter and MJ. That's still all going on. Peter meets Doc Ock, who says intelligence is used for the good of mankind. Yeah. It's important to he's know. A, he's a very kind, like loving, I mean, I mean, he brushes Peter off because he's busy. Yeah. But Harry makes him have a meeting because Harry's got the money and he's funding Dr. Otto Octavius, uh, his, his project. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he finally sits down with Peter and realizes how smart he is, and he's very, he's very like committed to the good of of humanity. Yeah, through science and through intelligence. Yeah, he says it's a privilege. Seems like a regular Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, a little fatter, a little bigger. Yeah, yeah, and no wheelchair. But yeah. um, th- it, basically, this scene is just there to kind of show that he's a good guy. And that he he also is making this like self-contained power source, like a sun, like a little like a miniature nuclear reaction that makes a sun fusion, yeah, fusion, fusion as he calls it, so that people can run on this energy forever and don't need fuel or whatever cheap energy for yeah, yeah long time. Uh, so this I think it's just like try to make him seem complex in some way, just so when we see him turn evil, we're not like ah oh, what a dumb villain, you yeah. Know? And I think it works. It works. Yeah. 
It works. I mean, I appreciate it, it. I think he is. He's not. He's not really complex until he turns into being a villain, right? That makes sense. But yeah. um, he's complex as far as villains go. Sure, in superhero universe. Yeah, he, he has a reason for his uh, for acting out. Yeah. So Peter goes to see MJ's show, or he's on his way. She's an actress, uh, and it's the importance of being earnest. What yeah. a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, so Peter witnesses criminal activity on the way there, and he decides to help out. Uh, just like I think it's like a simple, like car uh, guys running away in a car. Yeah, it's like a really carjacking, but they're shooting at people. That, yeah, yeah, it's dangerous. He breaks it up. He 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 saves the day. He saves the day, but he shows up late, and he gets to the the theater, and the show's already happening, and just like the most intimidating usher ever. The ushers in New York don't look like that. They're all 70-year-old women. Yeah, that's true. Like hunchbacks. Um, like, let me show you but to it's, your sheet. It's Bruce Campbell. Yeah. It's very funny. Yeah. He always, um, Sam Raimi gives Bruce Campbell a scene in all of these movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one's very funny. He's even funnier in Spider-Man 3. But um, it's a funny, funny scene. Yeah. He, he doesn't let him come in the theater. He's really rude. Yeah, because he, he shows up and Peter at first is trying to walk up and he's like, uh, tie your shoe, please. Uh, yeah. And Peter ties his shoe and he's like, Can you fix your, your uh, fi- fix your tie, please? Fix your tie yeah. and he fixes it. And then he's like, What can I help you with? Yeah. He's like, Oh, I'm going inside. And he's like, Oh no, no, uh, it's no. closed. Yeah, it's very funny. It's it's very good. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good moments of comedy in this movie. Yeah, Some <laughs> work much better than others. <laughs> One that I love that I'm curious to yeah. see how you liked it, but <laughs> I probably didn't. <laughs> okay. But he sees MJ after the show. Like he he sticks around and kind of waits outside, but across the street instead of near the stage door yeah i don't know why he's uh, creeping if he didn't want to see her i don't know why he just didn't leave but he watches her from afar as her new boyfriend comes yeah. and picks her up yeah but she's um, looking for him she is she uh, she knew he was supposed to be there she saw that his chair was empty she's looking around but then her new her new bow her bow or a fiance i think at this point um, uh not yet not yet okay sorry. not yet but he, he shows up and so peter doesn't doesn't go over there and yeah say hi. just creeping man yeah Peeping Tom. He just, he wants to tell her so bad. Yeah. And I always feel bad for the boyfriend in these movies. I know. Because these women are just holding <laughs> out without saying anything for this other guy. Yeah, but she's like, she, <sighs> she thinks that Peter's not going to come around and then he does. And so then she, you know, her heart, her heart goes home. No sympathy for MJ. <laughs> no sympathy. Anyway, he, his webs run out for some reason. We don't really know why yet, but he's going back home and, if you've seen any of the Spider-Man movies, he just kind of shoots his web into nothingness and manages to like swing through the town. Yeah, on a skyscraper above or something. Yeah, somewhere. But um, he he runs out of web in the middle of the air and yeah. falls down. Terrifying. And, and lands all the way on the ground. Uh, and then there's a really awkward elevator scene with yeah. Hal Sparks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where it's just like him trying to pitch stories to him because he's wearing his full costume for at yeah. this moment. It, it's another funny Sam Raimi moment. It's one of these moments that didn't work for me though. Okay. It was it, too long. It was too long. I will give you that. Yeah. If it was shorter and they, so the scene starts and it's really quiet and they're just in an elevator and uh, Hal Sparks looks over at him and he's in his costume and he just goes, I love your work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that would have been perfect. Yeah, just cut there. Yeah, cut there. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he's, he's a, he's like an ad agency guy or a marketing, like you said. And he, he tries to, he's like Spider-Man, uh, I don't know, like lunch boxes or like, mm-hmm. he's, he makes these dumb suggestions yeah. and it's not funny. I don't think that drawing this scene out is inherently a bad idea because there are a lot of comedic scenes in movies that go too long and are funny. Yeah. 
and Sam Raimi is really good at that. If you go, if you watch the Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead, there's a scene where um, uh, Bruce Campbell is running through all these rooms in this cabin, and he <laughs> he runs through like two doors to get away from this thing that's chasing him. So your perspective, you're the evil thing that's chasing him. You're the yeah, camera, and sure. he's running. He keeps like looking back at the thing. And he keeps shutting these doors, but it keeps getting opened. And he runs through like thirty doors in this. He's like, "How are there this many doors <laughs> well, in funny. this place?" But it. So Sam Raimi's good at that, but this just didn't work for me. And there were a few moments like this in okay. the movie for me. All right. All right. And the next scene, Doc Ock demonstrates his tentacles. So he's been making these very big, like uh, he has what? How many does an octopus four. have? Well, he has oh. uh, four, four me- metallic, oh, they're four, right. four arms, and then his two arms and two legs. So yeah, but they're designed to help him handle this fusion. So a human hand can't get close enough to this, um, yeah. this element to like crush it to make this fusion reaction to create this sun. Right. So that's why he made them. And then another just really lame superhero movie moment where somebody's like, "What's that thing on the back of your neck?" Yeah. He's like, oh, this? And the camera zooms in on it and he points at it. He's like, this is my ultimate weakness. This is the thing that keeps like the tentacles from taking over. Yeah, well, someone asked him about the AI technology. Yeah. How, how is it going to keep, how are you going to keep those things from, yeah, from con- doing whatever they want? Yeah, and so he says, oh, I have this inhibitor chip and uh, it, it, it means that I'm in control at all times and it's just this little like white chip on the back of his neck. And- yeah. What's going to happen with that? I don't know, man. Put it inside of you or something <laughs> so it can't be damaged. Yeah, cover it up with something, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just out in the open. Yeah. Anyway, um, he creates a tiny sun in this demonstration. And... Another thing that I thought was funny is people are just kind of like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, you just witnessed a sun yeah. being made. <laughs> you just witnessed fusion. Yeah, why like are you not? Why are people just like screaming and like, oh, my goodness, ah! this is going to solve all of our problems? Because, man, this is America. And we're like entertained <laughs> for like two seconds. And we're like, this is boring. This is 2004, man. <laughs> people were not amazed by much back then. You had I, to actually impress them. Yeah. Especially New Yorkers. That's true. So so he, he creates the sun. People kind of clap like they're at a cocktail party or yeah. something. Oh. Oh yes, yes. And uh, then oh, the sun destabilizes. Things go wrong. The sun destabilizes and it explodes, but it like pulls all this metal toward it. Yeah, uh, all these people's jewelry starts to fly off. And, yeah, and yeah. all the, like the sheet metal comes off the wall and starts going into this thing. And Doc Ock the whole time was like, "I can control it. Don't worry about it. Don't shut it off. It'll stabilize. It'll stabilize." But. Everyone's running away. Peter disappears, and Harry's like, "Where the? Where did Peter go? <laughs> Where, where's Pete?" Uh, and then all of a sudden, Spider-Man saves him. Saves him from a giant metal object flying through the air. And yeah, and then just n- another like concession that movies make. Uh, Harry looks up at Spider-Man, and he goes, "This doesn't change anything." Yeah, but it's like he, he I did, saved I, your life, yeah, buddy. Well, he saved your life, but also like you, no reaction of him even. Like you're not surprised that he's there. Yeah, like, it was instantaneous. There, no, it's it's as if he just like knew they were. He was there, like attending the the demonstration. Yeah. He right before that, he was like, "If Spider Man saves me right now, this is what I'm going to say as soon as he puts me down." <laughs> as if he was thinking it. Yeah, yeah. So he just like saves me. Goes, this doesn't change anything. Yeah. And there, but it's I just don't just so it. you know, he's still angry. Yeah. Just in case you forgot. Right. Yeah. He's but still you're upset. Exa- you're right. It's instantaneous. There's yeah. no time to realize like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I, maybe I might consider that you're Peter because mm-hmm. two seconds ago I was like, "Where's Peter?" <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be too human for people to think about that. Yeah. Instead, characters like this in superhero movies are just 
flat ideas instead yeah. of people. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, so th- the explosion basically just kills Doc Ock's wife. She gets um, killed by another piece of debris. Yeah, there's like some metal that flies off the wall, or, and just, or like or glass, glass, glass. Yeah, which I don't. Why cuts that... her throat? Oh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't show that. It just shows yeah. a bunch of shards of glass going towards her. It shows shards of glass, and you f- you see this really big shard coming at her in first person perspective, okay. and you see her reflection, and you see her screaming, and then you just hear, and she falls to the yeah. ground. <laughs> but it's PG thirteen, so no so blood, just no kinda... blood at all. You just it like cuts. In this awkward angle, like yeah. behind her, and she slumps against just the wall. Just a thud. And, yep. So, um, but the inhibitor is also destroyed, you know, because it was just out on the back of his neck. So it yes. gets destroyed, and this is what sets in motion the villain that is Doc Ock. Yes. <sighs> so he's he's this uh, big nasty villain, and and Doc Ock gets upset because Spider-Man shows up and pulls the the power. Yeah. The plug of of this giant generator. And so in Doc Ock's mind, yes, he just lost his wife, but then Spidey shows up and like ruins his work. Yeah. And so now he's out to he's not really out to get Spider-Man until Harry wants him to, but he yeah. still it triggers like the 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 rivalry there. Yeah, and they have a little fight after that. And yeah. then he, uh, Peter pulls up this big wire that one of his tentacles goes into and he gets shocked and yeah. falls down. Yeah. So that incapacitates him. But we know at this point that Doc Ock is obviously going to be sad about his wife dying and yes. also mad because his, um, his experiment was ruined. Yeah. In the next scene, this is the one that I was talking about. Uh, they are going to operate on Dr. Octavius and remove oh. those okay. um, tentacles from his body so they can get to his spine and fix him because he's been electrocuted and his brain is dead or something. I don't remember. But they just want to do surgery on him. And and the arms come awake with all these doctors in the room. And it's a long scene. It's probably five minutes long. This is like an army of darkness scene. It really is. It's actually kind of horrifying. Like these these, um, tentacles are just kind of going around the room, picking people up by their faces, throwing them against the wall. He's killing people. Killing them, yeah. There's a woman who's getting dragged into the darkness and her nails dig into the ground. Oh, yeah. That was super samurai. They like pull the metal off the floor. Yeah, the tile, yeah. Yeah, this is a brutal scene. And uh, it it goes close up on... uh, Alfred Molina's face, and he's face down on this table, just like with a bandage on his eyes. So he's mm-hmm. he has no idea what he's doing. He, yeah, he's like asleep. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely a tense scene. Yeah, and all these doctors get killed. And now we know Dem Tentacles evil. <laughs> Please put that on a shirt. <laughs> yeah, Dem Tentacles evil. Dem Tentacles. So Doc Ock decides to complete his plan of finding the power source, but he needs money, so he robs a bank. Yes. And there's another exchange here between Spider-Man and Doc Ock. Doc Ock kidnaps Aunt May and they fight on the side of a building. Actually a very good fight. Yeah. But this is where you can see that some of the CGI is definitely dated. Yes. I don't think it, I mean, it it does an acceptable job for if you think about the context of the time. I'm sure seeing this in theaters, people were like, what is happening? This is amazing. Uh, Yeah, I thought it was amazing at the time. But nowadays, it's just like it doesn't hold a candle at all. You can see like a lot of distortion around their bodies. And there's specifically this one part where it's all CGI because most of the time it's two actors and there's some practical effects happening, but sometimes it goes into full cgi and you can definitely tell that like everything's flat there's no shadow it's kind of all Um, there's no dimension to the characters they made it looks a lot if you go back and watch the second matrix movie there's a scene where neo fights 
Agent Smith, but he's replicated himself, and it's like mm, hundreds yeah. of him. And it it's like there's a there's a moment where it sort of switches over to all CGI, and it's just very. Mm-hmm. It looks a lot like this movie. They were, I think they were made around the same time. But yeah. um yeah, it's like I don't know how to describe it. You said you say flat. Yeah, they just there, there's not a lot of light definition. Yeah, there's or no shadow. Yeah. Um yeah. So you're right, flat. Um it, it's very a little cartoony, especially when they're moving really fast. You can just see yeah. it kind of blurry and it's not very good. And this is such an interesting thing about film now, right? Because if you look at a movie that was made in the twenties, it's going to age well because it's a style now and everything is you have to take it in perspective of what they were able to do in the 20s but now with the way that the computers can handle pretty much anything now it's like where is it going to go in 10 years like is everything now going to look dated in 10 years because avatar is going to be (laughs) in 3d without glasses pretty soon yeah but um, the old avatar will look dated because even the cgi in that movie is beautiful but they're motion capture for like planet of the apes yeah. is even further along the line now. Yeah, because we were talking about Polar Express looked amazing yeah. in the day, and now it's like they look like creepy mannequins. Yeah, it didn't look <laughs> it didn't look real. It was, yeah, it, it yeah, was yeah. still animated, but like it was good and anim- I don't know. But, but this 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 movie did win the Oscar uh, or an yeah. Oscar for um for effects like CGI. Stuff. No, I'm sure it was mind blowing at the time. Yeah. but now at looking back, it's like mm. yeah. Uh, so. After all that's over, MJ confronts Peter about his lack of dependability. So they're still having issues. Uh, I think he, he he's going to go see her show again, but then drops off for the last minute um, and he can't make it. Um, and Harry confronts Peter about being loyal to Spider-Man again. So we're just rehashing all the stuff. And then also that's when MJ agrees to marry John Jameson, okay. who is the son of J.K. Simmons in this movie. J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson, John Jameson. Who uh, is the boss of the Daily Bugle. That's the name is of the paper. Is that the Daily Bugle? That was correct. Okay. Daily Bugle. Yeah. So Peter's life is kind of unraveling around him, right? Yes. There's this evil villain that he can't stop. His relationship with MJ is going to hell. And then Harry, uh, Harry is pressuring him. Harry's being a jerk. <laughs> Harry's being a jerk. Uh, he lost his job. He uh, he's he's pressured at work too because Jameson hates Spider Man even though he like needs him to to make money right for his paper. Yeah, but he has to put up with the Daily Bugle making Spider Man into sort of this like vigilante villain so as you said earlier all of this stress is having a psychological effect on peter to where he starts to lose his power yeah he's web slinging through the city he falls he falls again he's about to fall again um his vision kind of goes like he in the old movie like he he wears glasses he has to kind of use glasses again he's weak yeah he's sliding down walls and he he doesn't believe in himself yeah and he doesn't know that's the that's the issue but that's the issue it's all psychological yeah so it's like uh, erectile dysfunction for superheroes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. We'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, I think it's a good. It's a good one to one. Yeah. Um, so I also like that there's a scene where MJ's friend has no trouble bringing up how quickly she fell in love with John Jameson. Yeah. Her friend is like, "You just met this guy. Do you love him?" And she's like, uh, "Yeah, I love him." Yeah. And the girl's like, "That is not the answer that I was <laughs> hoping for." I can't stop thinking about my husband. Yeah. I, if he left me, I would die. I would, and I was like, yeah, you tell her, man. <laughs> I freaking hate MJ. She is the worst. She's not great in this movie. She's I don't not. mean acting. I just mean the character. Yeah. Well, I mean, also Kristen Dunst is a little flat in this movie, which yeah. is maybe what she was told to be. Maybe. 
um but you know you kind of hope for more yeah. from but i don't know you know she wasn't really given much um so yeah his personal demons make him quit being spider-man so he ditches his costume he just throws it away in an alleyway in the trash can and then there is a which i think is what you're going to talk about the uh montage of yeah. him walking through the park so relieved that he has shed his so spider-man persona yeah and raindrops keep falling on my head is playing it's very funny i, I I didn't, didn't like it. Didn't work for you. I didn't like it. I see. I I gave that a pass when I saw this in theaters, and then very similar sequence in Spider Man Three. That's even more absurd. That one is absurd um, to the point of being funny, though. Okay, but so well, I don't know. I think they're both funny. Like it's <laughs> it's just Sam Raimi. I think it's yeah. Sam Raimi's humor saying I'm not going to take myself too seriously because it's this weird moment that's like a minute long. Yeah, it's pretty long. And um, it's just him in this montage of all this like great stuff happening to him. He's stu- he's doing great at school. He's getting called on. He knows the answers. Mm-hmm. He's not late. Just uh, always smiling. Yeah, he sees crime and he'll like. Start he thinks to, about it for yeah, a second. He'll go like, towards the shirt. And yeah. He's like, no, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> There's a great moment where he has a, a giant hot dog, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like watching a guy get beat up, and he like. Just or a car whizzes by some, and cops oh, like are running. Cops, yeah, yeah. He, like, he like goes to chase and he stops and just takes a huge bite of this hot dog. <laughs> I don't know. But the funniest part is at the very end, <laughs> he's walking down with this goofy grin and it just freeze frames on his face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's what... That's it put hilarious. it over the top for me. I don't know. There was just something about it and I'm sure it was supposed to be cheesy. It is supposed... That's the point. It's, it's, he's know. doing it on purpose. There's yeah. no way Sam Raimi was like, this is a good film moment. No, Sam Raimi wants us to laugh. Is he making like meta commentary on superhero movies though? Like what is he... I don't understand no, what he's trying to I, do. Yeah, I agree with that. He's just being playful. Is yeah, what you think? I don't. Okay. I don't think he's trying to do anything. I just think he's like, this movie can have some levity in it, and we're gonna. This yeah. is my style. Okay, and I appreciated it. It's a good way to condense a lot of feelings and a lot of time into one minute. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, I'm not the, mad at it. I yeah. think it's fine. The freeze frame at the end, though, I laughed out loud. Yeah, I just thought it was so great. Yeah, it was. It was pretty cheesy, but you know, it, it works. So. Um, MJ is on stage. This is after this montage. Things have kind of cleared up for Peter. MJ is performing in her show. And she's always looking into the audience, dude. Don't ever look into <laughs> the know. audience. She's a bad actress. She's like looking for somebody who she knows. And she yeah. sees Peter in the audience and she freezes up. Yeah. Which is why you don't freaking do it, MJ. Come on, MJ. Come on. That's rule number one. Besides remember your lines and do stuff. <laughs> Which well, she forgets yeah. she because she gets caught off guard by Peter. And, yeah. yeah. It was a good way to, to actually introduce that too because she looks and she sees him and she stops and there's kind of some sentimental music playing and somebody whispers her line to her. Yeah. And she she says the wrong thing. I can't remember exactly what the line was. He but, like says her line for her. Yeah. But she, she's supposed to agree to something and she's like, yes. And she's like, oh, I mean, no. But I can't remember what it oh. was. Anyway, oh, it was could, poignant in the moment. Yeah. Really, really fast. but Because I, I want to ask a listener to help us out here if you can um right before this happens i think it's during the raindrops keep falling on my head montage i do not remember this at all and i don't and i wonder if it was in i I wonder if it was like a weird scene or i'm just forgetting it um there's a scene where j jonah jameson is wearing the spider-man costume oh yeah um and he's like shooting webs in his yeah so they 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 get the costume from this guy on the street because he finds it in a trash can where peter left it and Peter's all happy and living his life, and it like cuts to Jameson in his office, and he's up on his desk as Spider-Man, like hopping around and going choo choo choo, like shooting yeah. his webs, and his his like uh, 
his crew, receptionist, his receptionist, and like his, his partner, business his partner, editor, are all looking in yeah. his window. Yeah, like what? Like what's going on? And it yeah. was this, it was this dumb. I didn't really like the moment, but I do not remember that in the movie at all. I don't know. It came as a surprise to me too, okay. because first of all, you see J.K. Simmons in a body tight suit. <laughs> you do jumping on a desk. Yeah, which is just odd for J.K. Simmons, but he pulls it off. But it's oh yeah, like, he does a good job. It's funny, but it's like, why do I care about freaking John Jameson though? Like what? Why? Well, I think it's funny because he hates Spider Man, and then you see, you know, he wants to be Spider Man, basically. Um, whatever. Okay. I, it's not important. <laughs> the reason I'm bringing up is, will you will you tweet me, tweet us, email us? Because I don't. Maybe just, we got a cut, a different cut. I don't or something. know. Yeah, because I do not. Rem- I have this movie, or I had it on DVD like years ago, and I don't. I don't remember that at all. So yeah. let me know if that is in the movie yeah. that you saw. I would be surprised if it wasn't a final cut of a movie. We might have gotten a director's cut or something. Okay. Um. So. Peter tries to get back with MJ, but she's not having it. She's like, you had your chance, Peter. Yeah. I gave you so many opportunities. And even though I can recognize in this moment, and I do acknowledge it, you're a better person right now. Yeah. But no. But I'm getting married, Pete. Yeah. I don't want to do this, so later on I can just have cold feet. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I hate. I just hated MJ in this movie. Um, tabloids pick up that Spider-Man quit. Everybody's making big news about it. He's not helping out the town anymore. Crime has risen by 75%, whatever yeah. that means. Yeah, that's that's pretty high. Yeah. He, <laughs> was he, he really keeping it down by 75%? That's that's impressive if he yeah. was. Yeah. But this just this moment goes to show you like he's definitely done with it because he walks by and sees a dude just getting mugged yeah. in the middle of the street and he looks at him and he says, "No." And just walks away. <laughs> The guy's getting the crap kicked out of him by two guys. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just do something, Peter. But he's he's still rest. This is the call be- the police. This is the beginning. Yes, he should have called yeah. the police uh, and been a hero. Yeah. but he was not. <laughs> this is the beginning of his conviction to maybe return to yeah. being Spider-Man. Yeah. So he sees that, and he wrestles with that a lot more than he does in the montage, mm-hmm. where he's just goofy the whole time. Yeah. So Doc Ock tries to run his experiment, but he realizes that he needs more of that special tritium uh, element. Is it tritium? Tritium. I don't even know if that's Which real. Which is apparently real according is it real? to IMDb. Okay. I don't. I don't know, know my uh, my um, table periodic <laughs> table. Yeah, I don't either. But he so he goes to Harry because he knows that he can either get more of it or has more of it. He can use his money to buy it. Harry says, "I will give you the element, but you have to bring me Spider Man alive." Yes. So. That sets up the third act of this movie. All ramps up from here. I really like the end of this movie. But there's a lot of stuff in this moment before we really do ramp up that feels kind of inconsequential. And it does take up quite a bit of time. So we learn that Doc Ock needs this element. He needs to find Spider-Man. But now we have about 15 minutes of story stuff that didn't matter too much to me. Basically, Aunt May convinces Peter that he needs to become a Spider-Man again. She says some inspirational quote. There's a hero. Um, yeah. He, he alienates her a little bit because he confesses that when his Uncle Ben died, he had a chance to stop this guy and he didn't. Yeah. And it, it makes it a little awkward between them while he is quitting uh, Spider-Man, whatever, being Spider-Man. And he goes back to her house to see her. She's moving out. It's time to move on. She's getting a smaller place. And she talks to him and she forgives him for being, I don't know, they they like love each other again but she's she's saying that this little boy that's helping her move his favorite hero is spider-man yeah and the little boy's like do you still take pictures of spider-man he's like i used to and um the kid obviously misses spider-man and his his aunt is very wisely like 
You know, I can bet you can guess who he wants to be when he grows up. And I believe there's a hero in all of us. And it gives us the, that this hero inside gives us the courage to be brave and to make the right choices. And so I don't know if she knows that Peter is Spider-Man in her, in her grandma, her infinite May grandma wisdom. Heart. Yeah. Um, but that sort of, at least again, he's on the road to becoming Spider-Man again. Yeah. But the reason I didn't like it is because we've gotten enough Peter at this point. We know that he's conflicted. We yeah. know that he actually likes being Spider-Man, being helpful. We know that he can't fight that part of him. So we, I don't, I didn't necessarily think we needed this part. It felt just too heavy-handed for me. Okay, but I, I thought well, I, I would have been fine with this next scene staying in, where he yeah. is just kind of regaining his powers. So he's trying to jump across the gap between these two buildings. Um, and this scene is just so funny because it goes into slow motion of him running. Yeah. And Tobey Maguire has his a great face. running face. Dude, it was like the he ugliest, looks like a goblin. The ugliest running face I've ever seen. <laughs> it is bad. It is bad. It's really bad. But he jumps between these buildings and it looks like he's going to make it. There's some triumphant music and he starts to slow down and just falls immediately and lands on he a says, car. I'm back. Yeah. I'm back. <laughs> and then he falls. Then he falls, hits his back. That's when he gets up and says, oh, my back. My back. Yeah. And he starts walking <laughs> it's away. It's funny. Pretty funny. Oh, it's hilarious too. He like walks by a car and just gently touches it, yeah. and the alarm goes off. Yeah, he landed on one like right on top of the hood. It didn't set the alarm yeah. off. He gets up and barely touches a car walking away, and it sets it off. Yeah, a little funny moment there. Good job, Sam. So MJ flip flops again, but gets <laughs> denied by Peter. So she oh is yeah. at the wedding. Talk and about awkward. Calls the wedding off, and then goes to Peter, and Peter's like, you know what? I actually just can't do this. No, this isn't the wedding. This is pre-wedding. No, this is the wedding, right? No, because that's mm. that's that's at the end of the movie. Okay. Um, this is. Oh, that's right. Uh, something they meet in a cafe. A cafe. So she's still engaged at this point. So even worse. Yeah. She's still engaged. She confesses her love to Peter. Peter's like, "Sorry, can't do it." He's like, "I'm sorry. My feelings were making me act yeah. kind of nutty too, but I, we can't be together." Then MJ says, "Can I have a kiss? Because I just got to know if that guy that I kissed upside down in the first one is hey, you." No. And. Uh, she is somebody's fiance, and she wants one last kiss from Peter. Dude, man. She loves Peter. Come man. on, dude. But anyway, they're about to kiss, and then a car just comes flying through the window. Yeah. Which, if Doc Ock, if you got to get this dude alive, don't freaking throw I a know. car at Peter I was just Parker. Say that, even though Harry said, "Don't hurt Pete." Yeah. <laughs> just, he throws a car at him. Yeah, and I'm like, what? So, and he doesn't know he's Spider Man. Yeah. He has but, no idea. Yeah. Fortunately, Pete evades the car. Saves MJ saves well well puts her to the side and she gets covered well in, in the moment yeah saves yeah. mj and then um battles it out battles it out then doc ock actually abducts mj peter gets his powers back he uh is obviously so moved by mj being taken that yeah. he realizes that he doesn't need his glasses anymore He's he can inspired run to be a hero again can shoot his webs he can do whatever he needs to do they fight on top of a train yes this is where the cgi looked really bad really uh, bad moments of it yeah yeah sure but also there's a there's a note here that i had that it's just like if they stop the trains for somebody being sick <laughs> you're gonna stop if there's a giant octopus for, man on top of your train yeah i agree uh i had a lot of thoughts about this scene because i live in new york now and i know yeah. first of all there's no elevated trains in manhattan it looks like chicago yeah i think it's chicago uh, or it's modeled after Chicago. Maybe, but it's New York City. He lives in New York City. Yeah, yeah, I know he lives um, in New York City. So, like, I, I have a problem when movies... I, I understand you have to write scenes and make them work for the story, but, like, why couldn't you have done this realistically? Yeah. Uh, 
Be- because here's my problem with it. And I guess you, it doesn't matter. The average viewer, they don't have to do this. But living in New York, it looks like this scene starts in New York City <laughs> on an elevated train, which does not exist in Manhattan. And then it like cut, it, 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 they get to this part of Queens where all the buildings are really small and short. And I'm like, oh, they're totally in Queens. Yeah. And then they get back somehow to this giant skyscraper area. Mm-hmm. And then the train just ends. I think they switched they switched cars so they were going okay. they were going uptown and then they started going downtown maybe but there's no such thing as a subway that just ends on the waterfront yeah like it's how not, dangerous it, would that be <laughs> yes it's an elevated subway with like two metal barriers at the end and it's not a station no. it just ends at the water that yeah. doesn't why would that happen it doesn't exist it doesn't even end at the water it ends at a street in front of the in water in front of the water so it's like if that train couldn't stop like it can't in this moment yeah it would kill anybody that was yeah. below why and anybody you, in the train why can't you just do the, the reason i bring it up is because the new spider-man did hand, a good job handles all of this beautifully it yeah. is very very true to the area it yeah. knows the area it knows where it is it's not it's not just some dumb like it's 2004 i'm just gonna ride a train scene in a city yeah and have no respect for new york city whatsoever so yeah. I, I i just didn't like that there was a bit about trivia a bit of trivia about <laughs> the fact that sam raimi this was his idea so they wrote it in so okay. part of me thinks that maybe he did it later in the process and he was like all right make me a city <laughs> and people doing cgi were like we've already spent 95 percent of our budget yeah and we have uh it's six months to make this so maybe let's just make something maybe Anyway, it doesn't. I, I mean, the scene itself is fine. Yeah. But uh, the, some of those inconsistencies do bother me. But it, it was a different time back then. I think people do really focus on it now yeah. about making things more um, true to its locale. Anyway, so uh, they, also the train doesn't stop because Doc Ock breaks the. Stop before that, though. Why oh. didn't it stop? I don't know. There was a Spider Man on top of your train. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Maybe the, they stop didn't the train, know. I yeah. guess. I yeah. don't know. He didn't know. Anyway, but. so. Um, uh, basically, Doc Ock, yeah, he pulls the the lever off of the front of the car, so now it's going to go into the water we talked about. But Spider Man shoots all these webs and puts himself in front of the train. A pretty iconic moment definitely, in the film. You've probably seen it at some point. Cool scene. Yeah, it's it kind of has almost like um, almost like a crucifixion vibe the way that it looks. Yeah. Um, and then all those webs, he holds the train, and then he just passes out from exhaustion. All the people bring him into the train, and there's a very nice New York, like, hey, look at Spider Man. Hey, we're yeah. all Spider Men's. <laughs> and it's a good uh, scene. Yeah, it's a good scene. Because uh, his mask is off. His um, mask is off. Everyone knows he, he's a kid. His, yeah. The guy's like, he's a kid, no older than my yeah, son. He's just a kid. Yeah. And then these two boys come up and, like, found something that belongs to you, mister. <laughs> Give him yeah. his mask back. Give him his mask. Then we Doc won't, Ock. We won't tell. Yeah, we won't tell. He's wearing a crazy shirt with flames on it, and it looks terrible. <laughs> Very early 2000s. But uh, Doc Ock comes on board. Peter's still passed out. And he's like, give me the boy. And he takes him. Oh, First yeah. of all, they all stand up to him, but he's like, okay, I'll move you out of the way. And his yep. tentacles just push everyone to the side of the cars. He picks him up and takes him away. And then we get to the final scene of the movie. Or one of the final scenes. Yeah, but, not the final scene. But yeah. yeah. Harry sees a vision of his father who tells him to avenge him. Discover, or, discovers that discovers that his father has all this stuff. Yeah. All these uh, goblin grenade things that he used to use and his, his old hoverboard and his mask. He discovers his father's like secret lair. Yeah. 
That was actually me skipping ahead of accident. <laughs> oh. Oops. Uh, so Peter surrenders and gets taken to Harry, who finally sees his identity. Yeah. He pulls off his mask. He's going to kill him. And then he's like, hey, don't kill me, man. And then they kind of talk back and forth. <laughs> okay, a little bit. That doesn't happen. But he, <laughs> he rips off his mask and realizes it's Peter. Yeah. And he drops his knife and backs away. He's like, Pete, what? What? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, even though Peter is like physically depleted, he just like stands right up and he's got his energy back. I yeah. guess because he's a superhero. and He's a superhero, man. But yeah. Um, and it's then a Spider-Man. He's like, Harry, this isn't about us right now. This, you know, there's bigger things going on. Where is MJ? I need help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Peter goes to Doc Ock's lair where he's holding MJ, trying to complete the thing that he made or is making the sun, the power source. There's a big fight. And then basically, Peter just kind of convinces Doc Ock to stop being a bad guy. He's yeah. kind of, he's defeated. He's in the water. He was electrocuted. So you think his tentacles aren't working. Yeah. Peter beats him. And then Peter's like, you know what's right. Yeah. You know what's good. You remember remember what you told me about intelligence yeah. and uh, and science. And he's like, it's a privilege. Mm-hmm. And um, But it's it's a nice moment at the end because, well, I mean, that's a final thought. I'll save it. But um, you see that transformation again in Doc Ock. And he 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 just he's like Peter's like, tell me how to destroy it. And, and he gets up. Doc Ock gets up and gets up and destroys it. Yeah. And um, he sacrifices himself and goes to the bottom of the yeah water. And then there's a great moment where Pete is standing there watching, and he turns to look for MJ, and she's just standing there, and she's like, <gasps> "Yeah, oh, she sees that she he's sees his Peter. face, yeah, and um, realizes who he is." And then she she almost dies, but he jumps up and saves her. Like the whole wall is crashing. Yeah, he holds it, and it's a cute moment. He's like, "This is really heavy." Yeah, <laughs> she's just sitting there looking at him. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyway. He, he picks her up. There's some debris flying at them, but they get away. He gets on top of a crane, and uh, he, like, he takes her up there, and they have a moment where she's like, we could make this work or whatever, and yeah. Peter says, no, because people will always be after me, and but, we cannot be in a relationship. Before that happens, though, one of the worst CGI effects in the whole movie is, like, a two- or three-second shot. Um, and this, I will give you, this is where Peter is swinging away from this. Um, it's on a pier, mm-hmm. like this lair, and it's exploding. And <laughs> it's, it cuts to this shot that is so obviously like bad, bad green screen. Mm-hmm. And he is swinging away with Mary Jane, just like, I, I don't understand, like swinging towards the screen, sort of. Yeah. But this thing is on the ocean. Like, there's yeah. nowhere for Peter to, to, to be. And, and it, a crane, it, man. It, I guess, yeah. It just looks really bad. Like, yeah. it, it does not look. It looks like an old, like, 90s movie. Yeah. Like, they're hanging from a wire and they're moving across a screen. There's no, like, swing to it. It's just like a. I don't, yeah. Just watch it. It's terrible. Anyway, yeah. bad shot. Bad shot. Bad shot. So they, they had their talk. Like I said, um, MJ's like, we can make this work. Peter says, no, people are always going to be after me, so we can never be in a relationship. So he lets her down. And this is where Harry, I said before, he sees a vision of his dad. He goes and he sees that he was Green Goblin. And now we know that Harry is going to yeah. take over the mantle of Green Goblin and go after Spider-Man. And then MJ gets cold feet on her wedding, runs away, runs to Peter. They kiss. Yep. Well, we don't know what's going to happen in the third one, man. What's going to happen? She's like, I'm going to be with you. Why can't, you know, it's my decision to be with you. Yeah. And then he hears the 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 scan, the police scanner go off and she goes, go get him, tiger. Yeah. And he gets off and uh, there's some helicopter action and he's oh, swinging. Oh, yeah, like and bad CGI helicopters moving really fast. They look like the ones from Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, and then uh, 
vindicated. Yeah. I am selfish. I am wrong. Dashboard. I think an original song for this movie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. It was on the soundtrack, but I think it was for the movie. I, I listened to the whole thing. <laughs> I love it, man. I love Dashboard. Whatever. But that's it. That's it, man. That's Spider-Man 2. Definitely the best of the three. What are your thoughts, Kip? Overall, Spider-Man 2 is a great movie. It's it's not uh I remember liking it more when I you know, I think just rewatching it, I've gotten spoiled by newer movies and uh just the, the visual effects of new movies and I don't know, but this story is still really, really good. And we've also been spoiled a little bit by these movies being ultra realistic. Yeah. The new Marvel Marvel movies. This movie these three Sam Raimi movies are still a little bit comic bookish and cartoony and have like that fun air about them. Um, but this has everything you want in a, in a hero villain story. It's got love, fear, doubt, bravery, redemption. At the very end, you know, he says, Doc Ock says, I will not die a monster. And he comes back and realizes and he saves the day. So anyway, uh, good effects for the time. I'm sure they were top notch, but things look so good now. Like I said, you have to try to not judge Spider-Man 2 too harshly. Um, I do like the Sam Raimi style. It's really, really fun. I don't like some of the close-ups that he's known for because they do get a little annoying. You know, mm-hmm. he'll zoom in on someone's face and they'll be like, oh, like screaming while they're witnessing some horror. And it's very Sam Raimi and he does that a lot. Franco sucks in this movie. <laughs> he is so bad in these movies. Yeah, he's really bad. I, I, I like James Franco. For some reason, we all like him. But he is so <laughs> bad in these movies, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't know what his deal is. He's not a good actor mm. in these movies. Yeah. I, I can't say it enough. It's great in Pineapple Express. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. I'd definitely watch it. Yeah. It's, it's worth a rewatch. It's a good story. It's pretty clean mm-hmm. for your kiddos. It's a fun, good hero movie for them to watch, I think. So mm-hmm. do it. So a lot of people, when I talk about older movies, they always think, say, Matt, you got to think about it in context of the time. Which I think is fair in a lot of cases. Like I said, if you talk about something like Dr. Caligari, if you look at it, it's a style now. It's black and white, but it holds up because they didn't rely too heavily on the special effects. They relied more on story. They relied more on development. So when you're looking at a movie like this from a purely CGI perspective, you think, yeah, it looks dated, which mm-hmm. I think is fair to say, but it doesn't hinder my enjoyment of the movie at all. Right, right. Um, there are things that look much better now, but as I watch Spider-Man 2, it's not really about the action scenes, which is important. I think the reason a lot of superhero movies fail today is because they skip over the character development, they skip over the empathy, and they say, how many things can explode? How many people can Captain America kill? Yeah. You know, what, what's the big thing that can happen? But this movie takes a step back and says, okay, what is Peter Parker thinking? What is he going through? How hard is it being Spider-Man and still being a college kid? Um, which was completely lost in the other Spider-Man reboot, The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. A couple of years ago. Uh, six, Andrew Garfield. Seven years now. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx was in one of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they nailed again, I think, in the most recent one. So I think that superheroes are more successful when they focus on the characters and building those um, relationships and building empathy, which is why The Dark Knight is so popular, I think, is because not only is your protagonist super uh, great, done by Christian Bale, he's really well-rounded, and you learn more about him as the movies go on, but also your villain is incredibly fleshed out. Yeah. So when those two worlds meet, you're invested in both characters, and it's interesting. I, I don't think that Doc Ock is like 
the most well-rounded villain. I think he he <clears throat> kind of is sort of flat in some ways, but I did like Alfred Molina's interpretation of Doc Ock, and I think that it did work well in this movie. But yeah, I really like Sam Raimi's style uh, in all movies that he does. I think he's just a genius. So I do like those cheesy moments that do exist in this for the most part. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they can get annoying, but it's better than pure grit which is what a lot of movies go for nowadays that are superhero movies, which is why I like Guardians of the Galaxy so much is because it does have that playful, fun side to yeah. it. Uh, very self-referential humor that I like. So I would definitely recommend Spider-2. I think it's a great superhero film. I, it's not my favorite superhero movie ever, but it is a lot of people's that watch a yeah, lot of superhero movies. It's up movies. there for sure. Yeah. Personally, I think The Dark Knight is more well-rounded. I think it's better. I think the first Guardians of the Galaxy is better than mm. this one, but I really do enjoy it. It's definitely top five superhero movies for me. So go see it. Don't go see it, but rent it. Rent it. You don't have to go see it. It's not in theaters. Add it to your uh, collection. It's worth owning. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to watch it very often, but it's worth... Yeah. Buy one, buy two, eh, three, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe three. Maybe three. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's it, man. Yeah. So, do you want to play our world-famous game show? Yeah, I want to play uh, Sweden's favorite game show, (laughs) The Metascore Game. Three out of four Denmarkians hate it. Are they Danish people? What do you call them? Um, Danes? Danes, yeah, Danes. Danish people? Danes. Um, we'll roll with that. Yeah, while riding their bikes to work, they <laughs> listen to Rewind Cinema. Enjoying their healthcare. And they love Smoking the their ganja. Game. <laughs> Smoking their ganja. Yeah. All okay. right. I'm pulling up the scores right now. Sorry, I'm if, if you have never heard of this wonderful game show, this is the show where we pick three movies. We pick their meta score ratings. And then one of them is false. It's either below by 10 points or over by 10 points. And it's our job to decipher which one is wrong. We both get a turn. It's a great time. It's a great time. So um, if you get an answer correct, you get 100 points. Yeah. You get, yeah. If you get an answer incorrect, you lose, lose 50. Fi- 50? Do you still not know our game? I feel like it's the reverse. I thought it was if you no, get it you right. No, you get more points if you get it right. Okay. And you lose less if you lose it. Well... With that in mind, I'm sitting at negative 250 points, Woo! and Matt is at 50, so yeah, he is in the lead. Quite a bit. By quite a bit. <laughs> I've got some work to do. Do you want to give the ratings first? Do you want me to do it? Uh, I'll, I'll give my ratings to you first. Good. I'm excited. I have our handy-dandy patented, Pat- patented stopwatch. Um, stopwatch. Here we go. So the theme for your Metascore experience is James Franco. Mmm. Even though he's terrible in Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Here we go. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That's the first one in the yeah, new... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, 55. Okay. 127 Hours, which is a great movie. 82. Uh-huh. Pineapple Express, 64. Okay. So... I think that I think that the first Planet of the Apes was well received 
by critics. I think they liked it. I don't know if they liked it as much as the second one, which I think had a similar score. What was what, what was um, the second one? What the second movie again? Uh, no, the one that you, you oh, picked. Sorry. Oh, I <laughs> not the second Planet of the Apes movie. Uh, 127 hours, 82. 82. That seems really high for that movie. Even though it is good, I don't know. I feel like you're, I don't know. I feel like it's more like in the 60 range. But then Planet of the Apes, man, I don't know. Okay. You're not thinking of Pineapple Express at all? I no, I think that's solid. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say Planet of the Apes is too low. You're saying it's too low. Planet of the Apes is too low. You're right. Really? Yes. <laughs> is it like a 70 something? Uh, it's 68. 68. Yeah. Oh, man. I said 55, but it is 68. Which, it should be lower because it's not very good. Smoked you. Man, you're just crushing it right crushing now. Crushing it, bro. So that gives you 100 freaking points. You're at 150 <laughs> points right now. Don't be, don't, don't be sad about it. Um, this is my game. The quote game was yours. All right. <laughs> well, got to redeem myself here. All right. So I went with the superhero theme. Great. The obvious choice. The Dark Knight, 82. Guardians of the Galaxy 1, 76. The Green Lantern, 20. <laughs> Your minute starts now. Oh, you're, you're evil because the Green Lantern is garbage. <laughs> and it could be 20. It could be lower, but it could be higher, like in the 30s. And the Dark Knight could definitely be an 82, although it could be higher because it's heralded as one of the best movies ever made <laughs> for some reason, even though it's it's a great movie. But, um, man. What was the Guardian score? 76. You have 30 seconds. And Green Lantern was what? 20. <laughs> Green Lantern was bad. <laughs> it was so bad. But it, I never saw it. Actually. Was it a twenty? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is a trap. I don't know what to do. I'm gonna say Green Lantern because the other two are very. It could be that high. They could be that high. Yeah. Is that your final answer? <laughs> Green Lantern, and I think. I think it's I'm gonna be weird I think it's higher Gabe <laughs> I got it wrong didn't I you are correct oh yes the green lantern got a 39 oh yes nice man it was uh it was surprisingly high so I was like I'll, I'll lowball him because I think he would like think 20 it's is like so low yeah, I mean, from what I've heard I think people think it deserves that <laughs> yeah I mean it deserves that it's just it's it uh, it deserves that in my heart, but it's yeah. impressive to see that on Metascore. Yeah, if if it's actually that low, so for sure. Well, so that, that's that it. Brings me up to negative one fifty, and I am now at uh, positive one one positive one fifty. <laughs> so I'm only three hundred points behind you, and uh, you have um what like five episodes to catch up. So it's yeah. possible. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. All right. Well, that's it for us today, Gabe. If people want to find us, where can they find us? So you can shoot us an email over there at Gmail. It's 
rewindcinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can give us a shout out on Twitter or Facebook at Rewind Cinema Pod. We post a lot. Uh, we try to on Twitter and Facebook. You're going to see uh, upcoming episodes, review reviews to our Letterboxd account, reviews, mm-hmm. uh, blah, 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 our blog. Matt writes a great blog for the show. So check us out there. Remember those iTunes reviews. Remember those that the contest. Submit your stuff. Win $25, maybe. Mm-hmm. Visa gift card. Mm-hmm. Send us an email. Send us a voicemail. Send us some snail mail. <laughs> send us Pony whatever. Express. Pony what, Express what mail. <laughs> um, next week, before we talk about Natural Anthem, that's the people. Never mind. Natural Anthem provided the music for the show. <laughs> Find them at naturalanthem.net. They're very good. Next week, though, we are discussing Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Harold never got too far with the ladies. The only girls who are interested in me are girls I have no interest in. Harold! Go, go, go! Kumar never got much respect. What kind of name is that anyhow, huh? Kumar. What is that, like five O's or two U's? But tonight... In the next couple of hours, I expect both of us to be blitzed out of our skulls. <laughs> They're going on a trip. Get up, we're going to White Castle. We're starving. They'll never remember. I forgot my cell phone. You want to run back and get it? No, we've gone too far. This summer, just thinking about those tender little White Castle burgers just makes me want to burn this mother Come on, Pookie, let's burn this mother They're going to discover what they're made of. Think you could help me with this? Dude, I got my bowl ready right here, dude. I'm so ready to talk about it, bro. Let's give that Kush. <laughs> I don't know the I don't know the lingo. Yeah, Kush is good. Kush is good. Yeah. <laughs> Some green green. Green green. Definitely a stoner Skirp. movie. Skirp. We had a good time watching it. And we will give you our review next time. But until then, Matt, why don't you go sit down and watch more movies? Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. We really don't do that. Sorry. That, that was immature.